Welcome to Scoreboard, our first episode of the semester. We're back. I am Will Simons. I'm here with Joey and Courtney. A lot has happened in the last couple of months. I think that's safe to say. We haven't recorded one of these um, since Lincoln Riley was hired back at the end of November. So we have a lot to catch up on. And I think it's only right, being that it is National Signing Day, that we start with USC football. USC has made plenty of moves um, leading up to today. Joey, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the most recent and kind of most exciting news for the Trojans, we got uh, Caleb Williams coming in from Oklahoma, joining Mario Williams, who committed a few weeks back. Caleb Williams, the number one overall transfer, coming back, joining uh, his former coach from last year, Lincoln Riley, and Mario Williams, kind of his dual threat uh, quarterback, both freshman all-team last year. Really, really the two kind of exciting guys in addition to the other 12 uh, USC transfers since just December. It's been been just over two months since hiring Lincoln Riley, and already it's looked look like a totally new football team for the Trojans. Yeah, uh, n- number one transfer class on 24-7 sports. Team rankings, Caleb Williams uh, knocked them over. I believe it was LSU um, yeah, yeah, knocked them over there. the hump, which is pretty good as Caleb Williams was the number one transfer, as you said. So, yeah, that's a big signing Courtney, do you have any opinions on the USC transfer situation? Yeah, I'm actually very excited um, for this new look on the football team. You know, Lincoln Riley has been doing, has been getting to work um, ever since he got hired back in the fall. And so I'm very excited to see Caleb Williams, Domani Jackson, Malik Brown all on the field during the springtime and um, during the fall season. So we got like new faces uh coming up so very excited yeah and i think a big thing that uh the trojans really capitalized on throughout this transfer portal is they didn't come away with the best uh recruiting class this this year uh honestly kind of disappointing as to uh, for the trojans program this year but really they made up for it where they where they lost their ground they came up uh in the transfer portal where it mattered and especially this year so many great transfers out there picking up on so many so many uh potential prospects yeah i i noticed the same thing it's kind of you know there wasn't a ton of volume when it comes to recruiting out of high school, um, but it was definitely like they sort of went big or go home. Uncertainty at head coach, not a lot of time for Lincoln Riley to sign guys out of high school, but the volume really came in the transfer portal. I mean, 14 players in just two months is kind of astounding and something that I don't really think has ever been seen before in college football. So it'll be interesting to see with how many new faces Lincoln Riley will be working with. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you just they just jumped from it was somewhere somewhere pretty high up, not a not a great rank after their their uh, high school recruits, but now overall, including transfers, they have number ten recruiting class in the nation, number one in the Pac-12. So I think just kind of looking at the Pac-12 as a whole, uh, the players they got, yeah, UCLA got some great players this semester, Oregon got some great players this offseason. Uh, but I really think the the Trojans have a great chance to come out in the fall, take a take a run in the Pac-12 South, and I think we have a chance of seeing them in the New York Six Bowl. It's yeah, op- it's optimistic for sure, but I could see it. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because yeah, I mean the amount of talent that that USC is going to have is is really up there with anybody in the Pac-12, and you know you can even make the argument that it's up there with anybody in the nation. But like I said, I mean with so many new faces, Courtney, how do you think they're going to be able to recover from a four and eight season so quickly? To be honest, I think it might take a year to recover. I feel like going to the New Year's Six Bowl might stretch it a little bit, but I think they'll do well. I think they'll at least be bowl eligible, but uh, they do have like some things to work on. So, Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat. I think um, 
I think the absolute peak is a Pac-12 title for this year. Like I said, I, I just think with so many new faces, it's going to be really tough for Lincoln Rally to turn around this ship that, I mean, we saw last year, there is a lot that this team needs to rebound from. But I think their defense more than anything. Yeah, yes, yeah. for sure. I That's... mean, I think the addition with so many skill players, Brendan Rice, I don't even think we've mentioned Travis Dye, who was an awesome player for big a guy, couple of years. Big guy for Oregon there. Yeah, yeah. Number, number three player. running back in the transfer class. Yeah, and yeah, you mentioned Mario Williams, Brendan Rice, I son of Jerry Rice. You probably have heard of him. So he, And he's got elite speed, but the defense is still going to be an issue. Romello Height, Shane Lee, a couple of linebacker transfers that haven't had a ton of production at the college level, but were both um, highly sought after high school recruits. They might have to carry the load. Um, a lot and a defense that still, like we've said, has a little bit of a long way to go. Either of you have any more opinions on USC football right now? Well, I just think overall it should be an exciting season. We heard it today from Lincoln Riley at the, the National Signing Day uh, press conference. He's excited. His coaching staff, he calls them world class. So he thinks the championship ready. He thinks they can do it. And I mean, Lincoln Riley's made it to the uh, college football championship in I think it was four of the last five years, three of the last four, one of the two. So, I mean, I think he's more capable to make it there than anybody. Time to bring USC, I think, back on the map and, and make them the powerhouse they once were. Yeah, I think that's interesting because uh, one thing I noticed from that press conference was he talked about expectations. And he said that even bringing in Caleb Williams, his expectations for this team didn't change. And that shows how high of a standard he has for his college programs. So, yeah, I mean, you know you definitely know that he's going to try and turn around this program as fast as he possibly yeah. can. Joining the Pac-12 gives him the best chance to do it. Courtney, anything else? Um, I'm just very excited for the year. Um, I'm excited for Lincoln Riley, the new recruits, the new transfers. I feel like it's going to be a great season for them. So. Yep. I think the optimism is kind of the sort of universal feeling around campus. It's nice right to be now, optimistic. Right? <laughs> it's nice, nice to have something to look forward to. Yes, I can. I would definitely agree with that. Moving on, it's still basketball season. It is the heart of it all. Six <laughs> yes. weeks till Selection Sunday. That is correct. Yeah, this uh, you know with football coming to a close, obviously the Super Bowl coming up in a little over a week. It's prime college basketball season right now. All eyes turn to the most important month of the year. Yep, and USC basketball is in a pretty good spot coming into sort of the home stretch of the Pac-12 season. Um, they're currently ranked 19th in the AP poll, 26th in the net rankings. Um, after a loss to Stanford, but a win versus Cal, both games at home last week. Um, they have an 18-3 and record. Obviously, after a 13-0 uh, and start, a little bit disappointing last few games. But this weekend's going to be very interesting. It's sort of a litmus test for yeah, this A big team. test to see who the Trojans can really compete with this weekend. Yeah, so the big, the big game uh, this Saturday is against 7th-ranked Arizona who um, is coming off of a tough loss against UCLA, but they're a very good team. Yeah, I mean, they, they did bounce back uh, earlier this week against Arizona State, uh, but that's the thing. I mean, Arizona State shouldn't be a tough game for, for the Trojans. They beat them last week pretty handily, uh, some some speed bumps along the way. but 78-56. to 56. Yeah, They were trailing early, but Yeah, early, early game didn't look great, but closed it out, I think, with like a 35 to. 10 or something run it was a, i believe there was a 53 to 17 all right even even better even USC. better yeah so arizona state shouldn't be shouldn't be the challenge this weekend i think all focus uh this week during practice for the trojans uh and their team needs to be on the wildcats and kind of the powerhouse they are yeah um i also agree i don't think that you know 
them going against Arizona State will be that much of a challenge um, just because I feel like, you know, they've got it all together. They've got the momentum, They just but they just have to work on their free throws. But other than that, like, I think, I think they got a solid win on that that part. So yeah, Arizona State's an interesting matchup though, and I think that's an important game for USC because they have had a lot of slow, slow starts lately. Mm-hmm. It feels like every game, really, since they've come back from their COVID break, uh, sort at the end of December, they have almost constantly gotten off to slow starts. And like we mentioned, I mean, they had a slow start. They were down, I believe, 22 to 10 in the first 12 minutes against both Arizona State and Cal. Mm. So I'm very curious to see if Andy Anfield can get his guys a little bit more hyped up for this Arizona State game because obviously it is a look-ahead game. This team is definitely looking forward towards the big game against Arizona at the weekend. But I don't think you can quite overlook Arizona State that quickly. I agree. I think... It's a, it's a good test to see, are we ready for this weekend? But looking to this weekend, I think it's all about defense at the end of the day. Uh, Arizona's a powerhouse. I think they're top five scoring team in the nation still. They've, they, they're they always scoring in the 80s when they when they play well, uh, especially looking at guys like um, like Benedict Matherin. Uh, but the thing is, in, UC, in the Arizona's loss against UCLA, Matherin shot five for 22. That's, that's the way they're going to contain them, shooting 30% uh, they, uh, Arizona did against UCLA. So kind of... USC the last couple of years has been known for their defense. Big guys like Isaiah Mobley down low, Chavez Goodwin, uh, Boogie Ellis up top, Drew Peterson's a long body in the wing. They just got to kind of have the intensity fight for all 40 minutes because the Arizona team most definitely can contain them for all 40 minutes if the Trojans are not giving all 100%. Yeah, and Arizona only shot 32% in that second game against uh, Arizona State to follow up their uh, you know sort of primetime loss against UCLA. So it'll be interesting to see Obviously, they still have to play UCLA again on Thursday um, prior to playing USC. Yeah, so, so it's a, it's a, we may it's see a, some, t- some fatigue. Yeah, tough, tough rematch it, this this week. It is UCLA. a rough stretch, but you know, with those tough two tough shooting nights, I think they shot something like six for fifty in those two games from three. So it'll be interesting to see if you know maybe they're due for some positive regression, or can USC and UCLA sort of catch them while they're down yeah. and sort of you know in a in a rough spot. Any predictions for this weekend, Courtney? I'll start with you. For score predictions, uh, USC um, seventy, Arizona State sixty-eight, um, Close game. and then Arizona, uh, Arizona with sixty, and uh, USC with like fifty-two. Oh yeah, the defensive battle on, on Saturday. I, I I could see that happening. <laughs> I, I do. I think at the end of the day, I think the two most important factors on Saturday will be Drew Peterson and Isaiah, Isaiah Mobley. Isaiah Mobley is leading the team in all three main uh, stat categories, averaging 14.8 points, 8.8 rebounds, and three assists per game. Uh, Drew Peterson, uh, last game, set, shot five for five from three, seven rebounds, ended with, I think, 23 points. So those are the two kind of biggest offensive threats for the Trojans. Boogie Ellis, if he can be providing, he's kind of inconsistent. If we can see him uh, figure out his shot early on, uh, drain some shots early, I do think the Trojans have a chance to at least compete with this Arizona team. Yeah, I, I'm not so optimistic about a Trojan win out yeah. in Tucson yeah. this weekend. It's going to be tough. But it, like I said, it's a good litmus test to see really where this team is at because this team has actually really had one of the easiest strengths of schedule mm-hmm. uh, in the Pac-12 and really in the nation. Yeah. They haven't played a that's ton the, of that's you know, the big talk. top-tier teams. Um, but I, I, I really agree with you about Drew Peterson. Drew Peterson's really stepped up uh, his three-point shooting lately. And if you're going to beat Arizona and that offense, you better be able to shoot with them. 
because uh, Kirk Creasa, like you said, Be- Benedict Matherin, they're a very good three-point yeah, shooting mean, team. And it's not going to be easy for USC to keep up on offense, no matter how good their defense plays. So I, I really agree with you. I think Drew Peterson could be a key for them in that game because his combination of you know unique length at a 6'9 at shooting guard is you know tough for any team to match up with. And But Arizona has just as much length as USC, if not more. So that's not a great matchup for the Trojans. I, I, yeah, I, that's that's the funny part is is the big talk about for the Trojans is how how great our big men are and uh, you know that's that's a big part of the Trojans game being a great rebounding blocking defensive team but the Wildcats are they're just as competitive if not a better defense than yeah, the Trojans they, they so, do that just as well so Christian it's gonna be Coloco. tough yeah Trojans got to find out where they stand out in this matchup yeah so I like I said I I think it's a very good litmus test for this USC team next we'll move on to um, women's basketball. Women's basketball program, obviously new head coach. It's a bit of a rebuilding year for them, and they're they're now nine and nine. They've lost four straight games, back to back losses at UCLA and road losses to Oregon and Oregon State. Yeah. Tough loss last but, week. Uh, against all Oregon four of those State. losses, uh, ten digits or more. Yes, yeah, they, uh, uh, the Oregon State Oregon... loss was at the buzzer. But yeah, right, right. So it, this is a big uh, homestand, I think, for women's basketball. They play Cal on Friday. They've lost three straight, so that's. You know, a potential spot where they can sort of get right um, in that game. But then they also have sort of a marquee matchup at the weekend, and that is defending national championships and currently number two ranked yeah. Stanford. Yeah. Both games at home. You know, USC does have a signature win at home. Uh, they beat number then Arizona. number four ranked Arizona, who barely lost in the national title game against uh, Stanford last year. But I I, th- I think Stanford's a little bit of a next level matchup. Yeah, I mean we see we see the Trojans falling to other Pac-12 teams by ten plus points. Uh, the, the loss to Oregon was about thirty-two, I believe. Uh, so I mean, this Stanford team is is definitely on a a di- different path than this current uh, women's uh, Trojan team. I think the Trojan team has a lot of talent. It's been fun to see them play in some competitive games, especially that win against Arizona was huge. But first year coach, learning season, building season, Stanford's kind of kind of the upper hand in this this matchup, unfortunately. I mean, I agree too. I feel like USC is gonna have a really hard time against number two Stanford. Um, especially with Cameron Brink on Stanford averaging two hundred and forty six points. And so I I feel like it might be a blowout game on Sunday, but we'll see. Yeah, uh Haley Jones also a, a really impact player from uh, Stanford. I watched her in high school uh, out of Archbishop Midi in San Jose. She was very good in high school, and she's also very good staying home in the Bay Area for Stanford. I, I think this will be interesting. I think the bench might have to step up in this game for USC. Ryan Marshall, Allison Mira, I think they could be two key players for USC. Allison Mira, three-point shooter, when she gets hot, she gets hot. And she's really won a couple of games for the Trojans. Uh, I believe she had five or six threes in that win uh, at home versus Arizona. Um, and Ryan Marshall is just a unique player. She's sort of like a Drew Peterson-esque almost <laughs> player for the USC women's team. She's just got unique length combined with ball handling, really moves well at her size. So I'm curious to see if, you know, maybe she can, th- that duo coming off the bench can maybe exploit some Stanford. Yeah, defenses. I think Jordan Sanders, too, she missed a few games uh, last month due to injury, but she's back now. I think finding her groove finally, uh, she's been back for a few weeks now. Um, her and Jordan Jenkins kind of leading the team. 
I think if they can find their rhythm early, also we have we we, we could see some light for these Trojan uh, fighters. But uh, at the end of the day, the Stanford team is coming in, coming in committed. They're also coming in hot. They did just beat uh, now ranked number eight Arizona uh, at home, seventy five to sixty nine last week. So. Trojans have their work cut out for them for sure. Yeah, I think the point that we're getting at is that it's going to have to take a perfect game for uh, USC to really even keep it close against Stanford. Stanford's currently 16-3. and They haven't lost yet in the Pac-12. So it, it really is going to be a tough matchup for the USC women's team. And, you know, they... It, it, you know, it's kind of now or never for them. You know, they don't have a ton of marquee wins outside of that uh, victory versus Arizona. So they're most likely going to have to make a deep run in the Pac-12 tournament in order to maybe hear their name called on Selection Sunday. For sure. We can give a little shout-out to men's volleyball. Big start for them. Best, um, best start, I think, since 2015, was it? Probably by like now, that. before then, I think. Yeah. 7-1 um, and one right now. Big win um, against uh, number 3-ranked Penn State last week. They play two more games this weekend. UC San Diego and Long Beach State are their opponents this weekend. Uh, seven and one start to the season. UC San Diego and Long Beach State are their two opponents this weekend. Um, coming off of uh, two straight wins against UC Irvine last week after that Pac-12 Big Ten Challenge where they uh, beat a, a really good uh, Penn State team. Um, so they're continuing, looking to sort of build up their resume before um, Pac-12 play starts um, in oh, quite soon, actually. And then the last thing I wanted to mention, uh, women's water polo. Yeah, they're, they're coming out hot again. Coming out hot. They, they won the national championship last year, ranked number one coming in this year, already winning their games. Yes, and they're winning big, that's safe to say. Um, their first two games against Claremont, Mud Scripps, and Occidental, have they've won by a combined score of 64 to 6. Pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think Coach will take that. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, coming off of the national championship team, they're picking up where they left off. They play again on Friday night uh, at home versus Fresno State over at Oitengsu Aquatic Center. Um, before they head off to the um, UCLA mini invite uh, over the weekend. They've got a double header against San Jose State and UCLA. So a busy weekend as the season sort of kicks off yeah, for, for women's sure. water polo. For sure. I think I think they'll have no problem this these next couple weeks. They they seem to have have their have their game taken care of. They know what they're doing. But also men's tennis wanted to shout out they they're kind of coming off a, a big win against uh, number twenty four Harvard. Uh tennis, men's tennis ranked eighth right now. That win punched their ticket to the ITA National Team Indoors uh, Championship. Uh, they'll be playing number 12, Stanford, and Cal this weekend. So we'll get to see a test for the Trojan tennis team this weekend against the number 12 Cardinal. Courtney, any last shout-outs? For the women's basketball game on Sunday, um, they'll be giving out like uh, these like pink tie-dye shirts. So That'll be fun. I mean, that's a shout-out. So. It's a good good uh, place to be in terms of sports. Beginning of the semester, uh, you know, some spring sports sort of yeah. just kicking off. We've got, I believe, baseball starts in the next few weeks. Um, and, yeah, like we said, you know, basketball, this is sort of the prime spot of the year, uh, sort of in the lead up to March. 
Um, and yeah, a lot of other sports sort of just getting underway. I think there's a lot to look forward to if you're a, a Trojans fan here yes. in LA. You got you know you got your women's water polo team coming out the gate strong. You got your your volleyball team killing it. Uh, kind of a surprise, but very mm-hmm. pleasant pleasant to see. Yeah, started um, unranked. Yeah, yeah, and ba- basketball kind of coming holding their own. Uh, give you something to look forward to. Then you got beach volleyball starting. Baseball should be good this year. It's it's just getting started this spring. It should be a fun time. Yeah, a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. Also, women's tennis is currently undefeated. So there you go. Um, so that will do it for uh, first episode of the semester on Scoreboard. We'll be back next week. Um, I'm Will. Uh, that's Joey, and that's Courtney, and we will see you next week. See ya.